It's a complex world out there. It seems to take forever. There is disappointment, which is natural. Resilience is about hope. I wouldn't bet against us. Most of our ideas come from just listening. Ask a courageous question. It feels good to be able to do something positive for people. You are a force multiplier. Welcome to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood. I'm Gene Natali, co-founder and a CEO of Troutwood. In today's episode, we're going to be continuing our conversation on student loans, and we're going to be taking a post-graduate perspective. Last week, Rachel joined us and shared some of her emotions signing her student loans uh, as a high school senior, carrying those loans through college, and when she began to turn an eye to them. Today, we're going to talk about action steps that she took after graduating from the University of Pittsburgh. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jean, great to be back. Uh, and I'll reemphasize where last week it was more of an emotional kind of how you felt about student loans. Mm -hmm. But after graduation, they become real. So today we're going to talk a lot more about action steps and specifically share steps that you took. Yeah. Um, and just so that our audience knows, you had both undergrad and graduate student loans. So as we kind of talk through that path, you get you got you didn't get four years, you got six years. I got six. Yep, lucky. You were an overachiever, uh, Rachel. I've been doing since you and I convened for the the last episode. I've met with a about half a dozen college students just to kind of put a pulse out get their emotions in the current student loan environment, talking to college seniors, all six whom I've spoken to have kind of said, hey, I haven't looked yet, or this is my first time looking at my student loans as yeah. seniors. And you said something very powerful last week where you said, you know, don't be afraid to ask a question. Don't be afraid of the answer when you do ask, but you need a plan. What was your plan? When you graduated, what happened next with your student loans? I was, I mean, everybody gets six months essentially free after you graduate. You, if you have federal loans, um, you have six months after you graduate essentially to find a job. Um, so I, for that six month period, my plan was just to save money, um, to save as much money as I could, and then to reevaluate where my loans stood in terms of interest. Um, and how that fit into my plan. So yeah, my first step was really just to reevaluate where I thought I would be when I made my first plan and then where I was. I'm curious, personally, when you graduated, were you thinking about student, lo student loans? How, like, I mean, like as you were putting on the cap and gown, was it overwhelming or at that point it still wasn't real? Um, I think the only thing on my mind during cap and gown was the fact that I didn't have one. Um, I graduated in the height of COVID. Um, I mean, we're still in COVID too, but I graduated and I didn't even get to walk across the stage. So really the forefront of my mind wasn't my loans at the time. It was more so getting a job, um, because that looked a little bleak to be honest. Um, in terms of like, how could I interview? Were people hiring? Are people even going to want to bring someone new into the equation? So just as I went off to college and I was thinking more about the degree, 
Um, the loans were definitely in the forefront of my mind, but they were right after getting a job because I knew I needed that job before I could really start thinking about how my student loan payments fit into my budget. That's a great perspective. And those two decisions, getting a job and repaying student loans are certainly linked because it is difficult to repay without the job. <laughs> After you got the job here at Troutwood, <laughs> what happened next? What what happened with that path? Well, I mean, instead of path, what happened with your plan for student loan repayment? Again, I got um, more deferment than I thought I was going to, again, due to COVID, um, but nothing really changed in terms of my plan. Um, the only thing that I guess changed was that I updated it. So as soon as something like large happens in my life, I go back to that first initial financial plan and I input, you know, what's changed, especially monetarily. So when I got my full-time job here at Troutwood, I was really excited, um, honestly, to just go in and break down my plan from paycheck to paycheck and just see, you know, if I could hit my savings goals and my student loans and still have enough not to live with my parents. <laughs> I like that you said my savings goal and my student loans, not one or the other. The plan that you put in place to repay student loans. So you you hit the negative side of COVID with not being able to walk across the graduation stage, which um, a big moment in anyone's life. The positive side is make lemonade out of lemons. You've been in deferment because repayment was halted mm -hmm. through COVID. That is changing in the near future. It is. So yeah. you get to start repaying here and uh, we're filming Jan 26, 2022. So in a couple months, you get to start repaying. What does that look like? So I actually have it down to the dollar of what I will pay each month. And it's it came not from my own calculations, but actually from um, studentaid.gov. So once when I was in college, I, when I finally reached out and pulled the curtain, I recognized one that our federal or not our federal, our student loan office was a huge resource to me. But then two, that the individuals that I get my loan through the federal government, they gave me these loans have an awesome resource, which I just said studentloan.gov. So I can go on to studentloan.gov and they have what's called a loan simulator. So even though I'm not paying my loans right now. I can use this calculator to input all my financial details down to my W-2 from my year, first years working for Troutwood. And they'll give me different repayment options. Um, and they just give you a look at what's best for you. So there's a bunch of different, different repayment options based on, you know, the amount of your loans and your interest rate and all that kind of stuff. So I got I think three or four different options, but the best one for me um, turned out to be income-based repayment. Um, so that's the one that I'm planning to use uh, again when I go more into the real world in May. You, you said that you have it down to essentially the decimal point. Yeah. You got that from the student loan calculator? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm anticipating that it won't be any different than what the loan simulator said. Um, but yeah, they, I mean, they have all of my information, so there's no reason for it not to, to match up. Um, so that's what I'm anticipating paying come May. 
Rachel, what if you want to pay $10 more per month? How do you know where to put that? So that's the tricky part um, with some of these new income-based repayments because they do offer loan forgiveness after a certain term. Um, when I was in college and I thought I was going to graduate and maybe work in the nonprofit sector, I was looking at student loan forgiveness after 10 years um, working in that in that sector. If I made all of my payments, I think it's like 120 or something, 120 payments um, if I had made all those payments over the 10 years, the rest of my loans would be forgiven. With the income-based repayment plan, it's a little bit different. Um, they have... Rachel, let me interrupt. Yep. When you say forgiven, are you referring to your federal and your private student loans? So I don't have any private loans. So that's no. something that, yeah, that's something that I'm definitely lucky that I don't have to worry about private loans. All of mine are through the federal loans. Let me just then add on to students with private loans, they mm -hmm. do not qualify for the federal student loan forgiveness. And we will circle back to that comment when we talk about, you know, debt ranking and a debt repayment plan. Sorry to interrupt, Rachel. No, that's, that's yeah, that's a great point. Um, fortunately, most of my friends that I was talking to as well do have the federal, um, the federal debt, and that's why they're also going for the the 10-year repayment plan with forgiveness. Um, but for me, when I looked at my different options, what I wanted to do was just to pay the least amount total. Um, so this income-driven repayment, as my income goes up, so will my payments. But essentially, if I'm, if I'm paying more each month, it will actually take away from what's being forgiven for me um, 20 to 30 years down the line, instead of um, how we typically think about you know, paying more than the minimum on your credit card. Um, yeah, so it's a little opposite than we usually think about interest and paying down your principal. What What is your confidence level with repaying the loans? How do you feel having used the loan simulator and having a plan? I would say about 95, um, which is a big deal for me because I'm a pretty anxious person, to be honest. Um, I'm usually the worst case scenario is definitely going to happen to me, um, even though I've lived a very fortunate life. Um, but yeah, I can I can say I'm about 95% confident that everything's going to go the way I have planned. Um, I'm just leaving that 5% because you never know. Well, and I want to re emphasize to our audience, you are saving as well at the same time. So you have a plan for student loan repayment. You had moderately high student loans. We don't need to share the number with everyone, but you were an overachiever and you have a plan. You feel good about it. And you, how do you feel about, let me just pivot to the other side of the conversation. How do you feel about your savings goals and your savings plan? Um, yeah, I think that's one thing that I might revisit after I start my payments. Um, right now, I'm, I'm definitely on track to hit both my goals, um, but I am looking to move in the near future. So those are other things that might, you know, offset my plan. But yeah, while we've been in forbearance, I've just been saving all of my money, basically. <laughs> uh, haven't eaten out that much. I haven't really gone on too many vacations or anything like that. So my saving and investment while my student loans are on hold has been my top priority. Do you have a 401k and a Roth IRA or 
just one of those two? I have both. Um, so right now I'm contributing 10% of every my every paycheck to my 401k. I'm getting my company match, of course, and then I'm also um, contributing to my Roth IRA. My Roth IRA is a little less systematic. Um, I try to just put whatever extra I have in there. Um, so my save first is definitely my 401k. Then my Roth IRA is just to to feel good about not having the money sit under the mattress. You have student loans, a 401k, and a Roth IRA. That's awesome. I say that so that people hear that and know it's not an either or. It's not one or the other. Uh, with a plan, you can accomplish both the savings goal and a debt repayment goal. And Rachel, I like that you said save first. Can yeah, I, I try? Oh, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go first. <laughs> the biggest thing for me was just, I mean, because I was nailed down in my first financial plan that I had to hit that savings goal first. So it was never really an option in my mind to take that savings goal away in my budget line items. It was always something else that came out if it had to. Um, so yeah, that's why it's important to me. Rachel, 100% of the college students I've met with come in thinking they only can focus on student loan repayments, but leave knowing they can do both. Mm -hmm. That is the value of a plan. Uh, I want to take a just 30 to 60 seconds for the students who have the private loans and are saying, hey, what, what about me? How, how do I how do I rank or you know rate my private loans? Private loans will have a higher interest rate than federal loans. So they should become like your top priority. And mm -hmm. you'll see two types, a fixed interest rate and a variable interest rate. I think it is very important for students with private loans to understand what triggers an interest rate increase in their student loans with variable loans and ask their provider, their loan provider about consolidation if possible. On the federal student loans, you will see only fixed interest rates so you can ignore that variable language. The suggested repayment is 10 years and students will see unsubsidized and subsidized beside their respective federal student loans. And that simply refers to whether you are you know, accruing interest or not while you're in college on those loans. I like that you referenced the loan calculator, the loan simulator. Rachel, there are so many good tools out there. Uh, let's remove the fear from student loans by putting a repayment plan in place and pairing it with a save first goal. Yeah. And I think too, I mean, just because this episode is about action items and Last week, we talked a lot about my 2020 hindsight. Um, I want to make sure, too, that we hit things that I wish I would have done differently. Um, we're, we're making it sound pretty good right now. Like I have a Roth IRA and a 401k and student debt, but I, I definitely could have done things better. Um, w starting with the fact that once I met you, I realized kind of the temptation that comes with loans. Um, like getting a refund or getting a, like a, I think they call it, there's a fancy word for it, but essentially you get a loan to cover your living costs. Um, there's lots of temptations out there to keep taking more money, especially if you were like me and you didn't look at the full balance. Um, so one thing was not to take out the cost of living loans. 
I, I worked my way, um, which I think saved me a fair amount of money off my already overachieving student debt. That was one thing that I at least knew that while I was in college, I could work and I could cover my living costs. So I didn't have to take out extra loans for that. And then two, I could have also, I didn't unfortunately do this, but I could have used some of that other money to also pay the interest that was accruing on my loans while I was in school because I was in there for six years, um, which is a lot of time for compound interest to, to grow. Um, so I, I was working and I was paying my own way, so I didn't have a lot of extra cash by any means, but even a little bit goes a long way. Um, so I do wish I would have made some interest payments along the way just to knock down that number a little bit more. And, and if you're not into college students, if you aren't looking at your loan balances for your freshman, sophomore, or junior year, that's happening to you potentially. Mm -hmm. uh, so hop onto that federal student loan website, see what you have, see if your interest is accruing, and maybe take a small step to limit that. Rachel, I like that you you said you said two things. I do want to circle on one. You did not take cost of living loans. Unfortunately, I have seen that fairly frequently from students and graduates. Mm -hmm. A cost of living loan is a really tough thing to justify. Uh, unfortunately, maybe we move to a separate episode on it. It's one of those conversations you wish you could have one-on-one -on -one with everyone because the interest rate is so high. Mm -hmm. um, we'll, we'll save that. So for, for this episode, our audience just you know avoid cost of living loans as a cardinal rule. Um, but I also like that you said, we're making it sound easy and it's not. I have a kind of a personal perspective that life in general isn't easy. Uh, you know, we, we can look at, you know, people's social media accounts and say, boy, they've got it figured out. Uh, it isn't easy but with a plan that's possible. Uh, and it's possible to do the debt repayment and the, the savings that, that we kind of emphasize and talk about because in, in conclusion, if the fear of student loans prevents you from taking other smart money choices, namely 401k, Roth IRA, you know, setting yourself up for later in life, the burden and the pain from those student loans will be far greater than just the interest rate and the, the repayment of. Yep. Well, would you, any kind of parting words to maybe our recent grads or the college seniors listening in uh, as they get, maybe build that confidence to go build their own plan for repayment? I think the only thing we didn't talk about was the fact that my age is still in my favor. Um, I definitely feel older every day, but the fact that I figured this out now rather than even five or 10 years down the line, what you're saying about my Roth IRA and my 401k, um, it's, it was really critical that I did it now um, right after graduation than it would have been if I had waited a little while longer. Well, and I'll, I'll change the word critical. I appreciate that that you feel was critical, and from a personal choice, it it was. Mm -hmm. um, I'll I'll change and say it was important. It was important that you did that because you recognized the benefits and the value of time. Mm -hmm. um, Rachel, thank you uh, for joining. Uh, to our audience, if you have questions, or if that you know, Rachel last episode had said, oh "Boy, have the courage to ask questions," you know. Uh, send us a message. We'd love to do an episode on maybe student loan fears or concerns that you might have or even opportunities. Thank you for tuning in to Watching Trees Grow, a podcast by Troutwood.